This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest today, Jeff Schechner, also known as Shecky. Shecky, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I really appreciate your time today. And before we find out what you're actually doing today, if you would, could you tell me what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, it's a funny question when you ask that one. My parents always asked me that. I always answered with one word, and that was rich. Oh, well, that's a good word to answer if you want to have some goals in your life. So how did you define that as a little kid? Well, as a little kid, I just kind of looked at, you know, some of like my dad's friends that had money and I saw the lifestyle that they had. And it was really more just based on wanting that kind of lifestyle. So now define that lifestyle as a little kid. They have fancy cars that they go on tremendous vacations. They have a big old house. How did you see that? Yeah, all the usual stuff. I mean, my my perspective on it's different now, obviously, many years later than what it was then. But yeah, at the time it was like, okay, I want the cool cars. I want the nice house. You know, like I want to take the nice trips. I want the nice clothes. I, I want to have a nice lifestyle. Okay. So as a little kid, you wanted to be rich. Now tell us, what do you do today? And has that helped you <laughs> achieve your goal? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a kind of a double-edged sword. But I, I, <laughs> I essentially have been an entrepreneur my entire life and have been rich and not rich and got it and lost it and whatever. It's just been quite a, a, an interesting journey. But currently, I am the CEO and co-founder of a company called High Return Real Estate. And what we do is we're what, what's known as a turnkey investing company. So we essentially do all the heavy lifting for investors, meaning we prepare properties. We buy some of the crappier inner city properties we do a really, really thorough rehab on them. We get them in really nice shape. We get them tenanted. We work with a professional property management team. And then we sell them to investors as performing assets. So typically these investors are you know, from other areas. Like I live in Indianapolis and most of our operations are here. And we're in an area where prices and price to rent ratios are far more attractive than say a guy living in California. So most of our investors are obviously out of state and living in more expensive areas and they don't they need somebody like us to do all the boots on the ground stuff so they can end up with a great property. So we really just have a service that we do for investors. Okay, yeah. So kind of walk me through a week in the life of what does your typical work week look like? Well, I mean, I wear a lot of hats. So I am um, managing construction crews and we've got, you know, five or six different crews that we work with. We're typically rehabbing somewhere between 10 to 20 properties at a time. So that's real busy. Um, and then we have um, a couple people that we work with that help us with acquisitions. They're not part of our staff per se, but we, they're kind of more uh, in the wholesale world and we work with them. So I occasionally go out and look at properties. I talk to investors and obviously as a CEO, I'm running the company. So there's always some sort of fire to put out. We, you know, we have a weekly meeting with our property management team and we go through everything like that. And then we have a couple of what we call fulfillment clients. So these are other uh, groups, educational groups and networking groups that sell to other investors and we actually do the 
the heavy lifting for them as well behind the scenes. So they're kind of the sales arm for some of that. So we sell some directly to our own investors and we sell some through other networks. So, you know, regular meetings with them too, just to make sure deals are closing and everybody's understanding what's going on. And so it's different every week. And then my background is also marketing and digital marketing. So I'm the guy that writes all the emails and we run our own podcasts and, you know, I do a lot of our content marketing. So yeah, I'm busy. I mean, I am, yeah. <laughs> I am, I am really busy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And if you would kind of take me through your career, path from being a little kid to today because you referenced being an entrepreneur losing it all kind of getting it back could you kind of walk me through like your educational past and then your initial entrepreneur attempts and successes and failures uh the entrepreneur attempts or started even as early as when i was in college so you know like most people i'm a baby boomer and you know like most people of my generation our parents told us you know get a good job or get a good education get a good job and, you know, be some sort of professional and, you know, you'll have a good life. And uh, I was not really, I did not do well in college. I, I really, I majored in partying, basically, and uh, did not have a lot of focus for the studies. But I always had this sort of entrepreneurial streak. And I remember in when I was like maybe 19 or 20, I was still in college, getting involved in network marketing for the first time, multi-level marketing. Uh, you know, back then there was only three or four companies that were doing that. One of them was Amway, and that was the one that I was in. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was the old classic thing, you know, pitch people and, you know, draw little circles on a whiteboard and teach people how to grow organizations. And I went to all the rallies and seminars and got all jacked up on that stuff and never really made a lot of money with it. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that that was necessarily a bad thing when I look back on it. I got a lot of personal development out of that. One of the things I will say about the network marketing industry is that they're very, very heavy on personal and self-development. So I was able to get exposed to that kind of information at a very young, impressionable age, and that ended up really helping me a lot through many, many entrepreneurial ventures over the years. Um, I did a bunch of house hacking back in the 80s before that word even became uh, known, which means basically, you know, you just buy a crappy house and live in it and fix it up while you live in there and hopefully stay there at least two years so you don't have the capital gains tax and then you sell it for a profit, move on to the next one. So having been single for a long time, it, I didn't have the worry of wife and kids and things like that and was able to do, I don't know, like five or six of them over the years. So I, I made money doing that. I essentially lived for free. But I had a number of businesses. I was business with my brother for many years down in Texas, and um, we had a data processing company. But then uh, in, I don't know, 2000 and something, I moved from San Antonio to Austin because I started seeing that after losing my ass in, the, um, in a flipping business that I had in Texas, and the market, as everybody knows, went south in 2008, 2009. And I was right. left holding the bag and pretty much lost everything I had again. That was the second time. I moved to Austin because there was a really amazing digital marketing community there. And just amazing entrepreneurial group of people that I got connected to by going through some meetup groups. And so I just moved there and started getting connected with them and, um, eventually went to work for a guy that I knew that had a digital marketing agency doing mostly Facebook ads. And admittedly, I was not, I'm not the geeky guy. I don't, even though I'm in kind of a numbers business, 
I'm not the guy that wants to look at spreadsheets all day and look at how ads are performing, but I was really drawn to the psychological side of the marketing on the internet. You know, like what is it that's working in terms of getting in people's brains and scratching something that, you know, maybe bugging them that's going to, you know, cause them to take some action to buy this product or, or look at this particular blog post or, you know, what would be intriguing for them to open up this video, that sort of thing. So I, I, really enjoyed that and learned more about copywriting and things like that. And all that stuff has served me really well. And ironically, the guy that I was working for, who's still a friend of mine, was giving away a lot of free advice to our clients. And I said to him one day, dude, like people will pay for this advice. Why don't we start a consulting division? So that's what I ended up doing for him is once I started understanding the psychology, uh, we started you know, building classes for business owners to teach them how to do some digital marketing. And of course, there was upsells into group classes, which myself and the other gentleman ran. And then there was a further upsell to individual coaching and consulting, which he took some of the clients and I took some of the others. And it worked out really well for about three or four years. Then my favorite client, which was a guy up in Michigan, who ironically is in the network marketing business to bring things full circle, uh, reached out to me one day and he's like, Shecky, you know, look, I, I've been working with you on, you know, getting leads and understanding how to market for my network marketing company, but I've been buying some properties from this turnkey group in Indianapolis and I'm getting some pretty, pretty decent returns. And I don't, they're not all that communicative. They're not all that polished. And, you know, I've been making some recommendations to friends and family and they're buying some properties and they're paying me some commissions. And he said, I think there's a business here. Like, would you take a look at this for me and just give me your, you know, your brain power in terms of how could a, how could a company like this be structured and marketing? And I said, dude, sure, no problem. I like you're one of my favorite clients. It's not even, I'm not even going to charge you billable hours. Like, let's just get on the phone and brainstorm. And that was, I don't know, three and a half years ago. And I remember that conversation very well. We had booked an hour and the energy was just fantastic. We were on the phone for like three and a half hours. You know, I remember pacing around my apartment in Austin. And, you know, by the time I got done, I was like all sweaty. <laughs> and we, but we got a lot of good ideas out of it. It was just a brainstorm. And I was just doing it to help the guy out. And I put together an email that had a list of 12 or 13 major bullet points that we had covered, like, you know, who would be your best client? What would be the marketing channels we would use? You know, what's the hook? That sort of stuff. And the very next day he writes back and he's like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, let's do what? You know, so I write back to him, you know, like WTF, dude, like, what do we, what do you want to do? He's like, I want you to be my partner. And he said, I, I, uh, I value your work ethic. I've worked with you before. And I, you know, I look at all this marketing stuff and I can't do this myself. So I'm willing to go 50, 50 with you on this company. And, you know, we can use these guys that I'm buying from as our original supplier and just see how it goes from there. And I was floored. I mean, flabbergasted. So, right. uh, but ironically, and I'm going to get a little bit woo-woo spiritual on you here for a minute. About eight weeks prior to that, I had written on my little whiteboard in my home office a few things that I was looking for in my next opportunity because I was looking to get away from my buddies in Austin. Not that they were bad, but it just was their company, right? It wasn't my company. I had this division within their company and they were starting to get real 
tight with the purse strings and, you know, pulling all this stuff, like, you know, changing our commission arrangement and all that. And, you know, I just kind of got to a point where it's like, yeah, I need to go back to being self-employed. I just am not, I'm not cut out working for somebody else. So I put this list up on my board and, you know, there was really just four or five very, very general things. It was written with my horrible little lefty chicken scratching up in the top left (laughs) corner, you know, and it was already fading. And one of them was like, hey, I want to sell a high ticket item. I want to be the best in my space. I want to leverage my digital marketing skills. I want to leverage some of my consultative selling skills. Oh, and by the way, I don't want to work alone. I want to work with a partner. So when I'm looking back at this email from Jack and having this conversation, my business partner's name is Jack. And I get this, you know, conversation going with like, well, how does this look? I hang up the phone with them and I look up at this list and I'm going, holy crap. Like I basically just put this out there to the universe. Like this is what I want and delivered, done. Here you go. Right. It was exactly what you had identified. Exactly. Check, 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 check all the way down the board. Right. And I never looked for it, whatever it came to me. And so once I looked back at my whiteboard, that decision to do this business, even though I had never run a turnkey company before, had no idea what I was getting into, that decision became very, very easy. That's what got me to today. Yeah. And that's really amazing. It's really cool, your whole career path, because I think, you know, I feel like I could have been an entrepreneur, but I was never exposed to that as a potential path. And the fact that you learned it at such an early age, and not only that, but you saw the opportunities and you were willing to change and adjust, even move to make it happen. I think that's really fascinating is probably one of the big reasons for your success, that adaptability. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think, you know, you know, everybody's got a different tolerance for risk. Um, And, you know, and again, I alluded to it before, and maybe it's just because I was never married and never had kids, or at least not yet. Uh, But I, I didn't feel like I was putting any other family members in jeopardy, right? It's like, it's just me. So, If things screw up, okay, well, I'll just figure it out. Right, right. You had a certain level of freedom in order to go after those things. Right, wow. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by Career Cluster. So we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was rich. I love that. And what you do today. So looking back on your entire career, what would you do differently? Well, I, I think that's a tough question because... You know, again, to be a little bit more spiritual, in all of our mistakes, as you evolve as a person, you start understanding that all this bad, these bad things or things that you called bad happened for a reason. Or you can choose to look at it that it happened for a reason. And in there are some very, very valuable lessons. And so after a while, you kind of gain the maturity of understanding that, okay, I learned the hard way on this one. But it's a very valuable lesson that, A, I'll never do it again. B, I'll do it differently. So I don't know that I would necessarily do things differently. The one advice that I would go back and give my younger self is to be more, and I'm an extremely resilient guy, but just to be more aggressive in terms of never giving up. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that every entrepreneurial venture should not be given up on because some are just worthless. Some are just like, hey, you know, you get to a point where like you tried, you did whatever you did, everything you can. And, you know, maybe this just isn't a good working model or, you know, it's got to be changed or whatever. But we are successful now today. I mean, this business, we're three and a half years in and 
this is even after all the other stuff I've done and I've had a lot of really cool businesses, this was by far the hardest one to get off the ground, the hardest one to get profitable, the most amount of moving parts, the most amount of dealing with people that are less than ethical that we had to do business with to get this thing off the ground. I don't know that I would necessarily do it all over again if I had to do it, but here we are. And so the one piece of advice I would really give is, you know, stick to it. And the reason we're successful is we stuck to it. We still, we took some pretty serious licks and we just said, hey man, you know what? We're just going to keep going. There's an opportunity here. There's buyers. We have a great product. You know, we do things better than our competitors do. We're just going to keep going. And somehow we just figured it out. And I think that there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that give up too soon. Right. Okay. Now you, you just gave your younger self advice. Is there any advice you would, additional advice you would give to a college student or even a high school student who wants to do what you do? So you could define it as an entrepreneur or you can define it as a real estate entrepreneur. Is there any additional advice you would give them? Well, I think the other thing is many, you know, it goes back to that whole risk thing too, is you have to identify what you're willing to do as far as risk. So for example, whereas I didn't have the the risk involved of wife and kids. There are people out there, you know, even in college that are married and have the income from the spouse. So right. that, that creates a whole benefit that I never had either. So I think what you have to do is you have to look and assess your risk and be fair with yourself about what that risk is. What am I willing to do? How far am I willing to take this? Yes, once I agree that I'm doing it, I'm never going to give up. But I think for a lot of people, the, the hardest part is just getting started. Right. You know, so many people are not just in real estate, but entrepreneurship in general. They're like, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, and it's like, great. There's a big difference in saying I want to do it and just doing it. Right. And absolutely. You're going to learn way more by doing than by analyzing, you know, certain business models and you know, like it's great to look at business models for ideas, but eventually if you get something that you're jazzed about, and that's important too, is something that you like you would like to do every day, then you have to just go for it. I mean, it's, you can't hold back. You can't, you know, like, well, what about this? What about this? The risk, the book. So what? The, the only way that you're going to be successful is just say, you know, screw it. Let's just go. Right. Yeah. Do something. Get yeah. Out there and start do something. It. Yep. And, and you're going to make a bunch of mistakes and you're going to learn as long as you keep going and learn from your mistakes, just keep going and you'll be successful. And you can learn from others' mistakes too, but you can learn as you go. You don't have to learn everything prior to starting. And I'd like to point out that in that sentence you just said, you actually said the name of my podcast, Learn From Others. So thank you. No, you're welcome. <laughs> well, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Yes, I guess we're, we've made some pretty significant changes to the structure of our company, even three years in. And, uh, you know, we've change the way we do all of our rehabs and checklists and have really, you know, retooled a very, very difficult business with a lot of moving parts. And we partnered with just an absolutely fantastic property management team that's national. And they're a very, very high tech company. So we have, you know, technology that is able to integrate with each other and uh, provide a united front for the investor base. So I, I, I guess I wouldn't call that a project, but it's, it's an ongoing project. I'm really proud of what we have put together. It's not been easy. And uh, it's finally starting to turn into a system, a very, very systematic way to help others build wealth. So I'm very, very proud of that. 
That's awesome. And now what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Yeah, it's real simple. We we go by high return real estate and you just put a dot com on the end of that. You'll find out everything you need to about us. We also have a podcast for investors that are in the same kind of boat as us, like, you know, buy and hold type investing. And that's called the high return real estate show. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's really generic, but it works. It's straight to the point and tells you what you're getting, right? Yep. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. Well, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.